You know where that come from? Watching that damn TV. Every time you turn it on, they got somebody in there talking about lose weight, get healthy, get in shape. Yeah, everybody looking all anorexic, talking about that's healthy. I know what healthy is. And tell you something else. You're probably like, hold up. Wait just a second, Max. I thought cheat days were supposed to be good for you while dieting. They're supposed to give your mind and your body a break from being in a deprived state. And that can't hurt, right? Well, the truth is that the only way that most people go about doing cheat days and cheat meals nowadays sabotages their weight loss and their fat loss efforts. In fact, one poorly planned cheat day can set you back a whole week if not two. The good news is that there are ways of setting up a cheat day and a cheat meal without halting your fat loss and without destroying your whole diet plan. In this video, I'm going to answer questions like when you should have your cheat day, how often you should cheat, and how many cheat meals a day you can have without putting on body fat. To answer any of these questions, first and foremost, we have to all be on the same page of what I mean when I say a cheat day, because to one person a cheat day might be having a couple rolls of sushi, while to another person it could be eating junk food on the couch all day long. These two scenarios would obviously have two completely different impacts on your body. If you want your cheat day to have a minimal effect on your results, then the first thing you're going to do is make the phrase cheat day interchangeable with cheat meal. All this means is that a cheat day includes just one cheat meal, not a bunch of cheat meals throughout the day. Why? Because the damage that you can do in one meal before your stomach is full is a lot less than the damage that you're going to do throughout the whole day of cheating. Now if you're trying to lose weight or burn fat, you shouldn't have more than one cheat day per week. And during that cheat day, you only give yourself a one hour cheating window, meaning you can only cheat for that one hour. That's considered one cheat meal. I know some people that eat clean all day and then almost every night they cheat and then they can't figure out why they're not losing weight. What goes into your cheat meal is also super important. First of all, if you have a diet that's so strict that you have to avoid all carbs, including things like potatoes, pasta, or white rice, understand that your diet is destined to fail. Because things like potatoes, rice, and pasta made from natural sources are all things that shouldn't be restricted in your diet. In fact, any real food should be allowed into your diet plan without calling it cheating. By real food, I mean that the food has been sourced from ingredients that come from the earth rather than ingredients that are man-made. Eating potatoes is not cheating as long as you fit it into your plan. Once again, if your plan has too many foods that are restricted, that plan will fail because when you're told not to think of a purple elephant, we all think of a purple elephant. Same thing with restricting food that shouldn't be restricted to begin with. When you do that, all your mind is going to think about is the food that you're not allowed to have. Cheat foods are foods that are normally not found in your diet, such as sweets, fried foods, toppings and sauces, and obviously all junk food. So a cheat meal can be as small as getting a couple sushi rolls that come with cream cheese and then dipping that sushi into spicy mayo. Obviously the spicy mayo and the cream cheese is not what I would consider real food, but the damage from a cheat meal like this is very, very small. Having a whole pie of pizza and ice cream with dessert on the other hand is going to be a lot higher in calories and could set you back a little further. So there are three things that you can do to control the impact of your cheat meals. And these tips are super important, so pay close attention. 
When you cheat, you're usually having a surplus of calories, especially high in fat and carbs. So to balance that out, the first thing you can do is fast, either during the day that you're cheating or the day after that to make up for the surplus of calories. This is also known as banking your calories. You're essentially saving your fats and carbs for your cheat meal. There are many ways to do this besides fasting, such as simply counting your macros, but fasting is obviously the most effective way to save calories. The type of fasting you can do isn't limited to just intermittent fasting. You could also fast for a whole day with an alternate day fast approach. On the days that I cheat, I actually prefer to eat very little throughout the rest of the day, so I have plenty of room for my cheat foods. So step one is to fast or find another way to bank your calories for your cheat meal. Step two is right before having your cheat meal, about two to three hours beforehand, I want you to fill up on a high protein, high vegetable, complex carb meal. A meal high in protein and high in vegetables with complex carbs will fill you up and prevent you from overeating junk food a few hours later. You have two forms of hunger, your mind's hunger and your physical body's hunger. When you're hungry, it's very hard to separate the two. That's why it's super important to plan ahead for cheat days. By having a filling high protein, high vegetable meal, you're going to eliminate your physical body's feeling of hunger. Sure, you may still have some cravings for ice cream or Doritos or whatever snack you're planning to cheat with later, but the desire to eat that junk food is going to be a lot lower and it's going to be a lot easier to satisfy yourself faster. Guys, this sounds simple, but these tips are super powerful steps you could take to ensure your cheat days help you rather than hurt you. Within the last couple years, there has been a lot of hype about cheat days. If you don't do cheat days, then your metabolism will slow down, right? And you'll plateau and stop losing weight. Well, the reality is that cheat days are not going to affect your metabolism for very long at all. After eating your cheat meal, your metabolism is going to return to resting normal rate pretty fast. And plenty of people lose weight consistently with no cheat days at all. The real purpose and benefit of a cheat day is for your mind. You want to break and you want to stop taxing your willpower and give in to your food cravings. By doing this, a lot of people feel ready to not cheat for the next week and it helps prevent binge eating. For other people, a cheat day may actually increase cravings and for those people, they may be better off not cheating at all. But if you're the type of person that feels more empowered after a cheat day, the third tip is to just relax and enjoy yourself for that hour. Again, the point of the cheat day is for your mind to finally relax and for you to not feel like you're on a diet. You don't want to be counting every last calorie or stressing about what foods you can or can't eat. For that hour, enjoy yourself. You don't have to worry because you already set up all the proper conditions to ensure that your cheat day doesn't ruin your plan. You're only allowing yourself to eat for a one hour cheating window. You already banked a whole bunch of calories by fasting or you plan on fasting the next day and you already filled up your stomach with healthy, real food. So now for that hour, relax your mind and enjoy yourself if you want to get a true benefit out of cheating. Forget that metabolism stuff, cheating is a break for your mind. That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you out. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you subscribe to this channel and also check out my website, gravitytransformation.com, where we give you much more than just another diet and workout plan. See you guys soon. Pump it.